This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 58 degrees at 6.04. We have a very pleasant morning with a dew point in the 50s right now. That is well in the comfortable range. A west wind at 5 miles an hour. Almost a full moon. Fair skies. The forecast for today it is a little bit of a fly in the ointment with some patchy fog possible, mainly in those river valleys. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the early evening. Otherwise, a mostly sunny day today and a high into the low 80s. The chance of late afternoon, early evening rain is about 30%. Vestal Police are providing more information including that two people died in a crash on the Vestal Parkway late Monday night. The authorities say a Binghamton man was driving the wrong way on the Vestal Parkway between Plaza Drive and Murray Hill Road shortly before 11 p.m., before a head-on collision that killed a Johnson City couple. Based on the initial investigation, police said a 2019 Chevrolet Equinox was traveling eastbound in the westbound lanes of the parkway when it crashed into a 2016 Nissan sedan that was traveling westbound. Police say 57-year-old Alfred Latissa and 60-year-old Paula Latissa of Johnson City were in the Nissan. Alfred Latissa was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash while Paula was pronounced dead shortly after arrival at Wilson Memorial Regional Medical Center in Johnson City. Investigators say the Equinox was driven by 21-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton, who was taken to the hospital with what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. His condition is not known. No charges have yet been filed in connection with the collision. The investigation is continuing. The parkway was closed until about 8 in the morning the following day as a result of that crash and the investigation. A Christian pastor in a western New York church says he is feeling intimidated and harassed after the New York State Attorney General, a Democrat, sent a letter saying she believed a planned far-right political event at his church this week could lead to racial violence. In the letter sent on August 3rd, Attorney General Letitia James warned organizers of the Reawaken America Tour event that her office could take legal action if extremist rhetoric by speakers spurred violent or unlawful conduct. The two-day event at the Cornerstone Church in Batavia, midway between Buffalo and Rochester, was scheduled to feature President Donald Trump's son, Eric, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and others. James' letter was addressed to Flynn and event organizer Clay Clark and sent in care of the church. Cornerstone Church Pastor Paul Doyle said there was no validity to the suggestion that the event was promoting racism or violence. He says the letter had scared members of his congregation, a group of about 150 to 200 people, which he described as multi-ethnic and multiracial. A few dozen people gathered outside the Batavia Church earlier this week to protest the event, which also will feature MyPillow CEO Michael Lydell, COVID-19 conspiracy theorists, and people who tried to throw out the results of the 2020 presidential election. James says she's concerned that the event, which is being held on the five-year anniversary of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, quote, could spur extremists or racially motivated violence. WMBF First News Time 608. 
New York Governor Kathy Hochul is instructing local governments to have plans in place for preventing domestic terrorism. Counties are being encouraged to develop threat assessment and management teams as part of their domestic terrorism prevention plans with $10 million in state money available to assist them. Hochul recently attended a two-day threat assessment and management summit in Oriskany. She discussed the importance of domestic terrorism prevention plans in the wake of the, quote, horrific terror attack in Buffalo, Hochul's hometown. As part of the local prevention plans, county governments are called on, are being called for the creation of and operation of threat assessment management teams that will be made up of law enforcement, mental health professionals, school officials, and others given the task of identifying, assessing, and mitigating threats of targeted violence in a community. Executive Order 18 directs every county and the city of New York to develop and maintain a plan to address the threat of domestic terrorism, including racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, and orders the New York State Police to establish a new unit in the State Intelligence Center dedicated to tracking domestic violent extremism and increase social media monitoring for items promoting violent extremism. The attack on a Buffalo supermarket in July and in May, in which a white Conklin teen was accused of driving hours from Broome County to, in order to kill black people, reportedly was foreshadowed by postings on social media and previous actions by the defendant during his senior year in high school. It's 6.09, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. First, this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio Good morning on this Thursday, August 11th. It's 6-12, you're listening to WMBF's First News, myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route
Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 58 degrees, fair weather outside, 93% humidity, and a dew point of 56 degrees. Today a slight chance of showers between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 4 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 77, 20% chance of rain. Tonight mostly clear, a low around 54. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 73, tomorrow night clear with a low near 49. Saturday, sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night, mostly clear, low near 52. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. Sunday night, chance of showers after 3 a.m., but mostly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Heading into a pretty nice weekend here in Binghamton. 615, you're listening to WMBF. Six sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Carlos Santana snapped an 0-for-17 slump with a go-ahead two-run homer during Seattle's three-run seventh inning, and the Mariners rallied to beat the slumping New York Yankees 4-3. to Aaron Judge hit his major league leading 45th homer of the season for the Yankees, who have lost eight of their last ten. Thanks to two tense one-run victories, Seattle took two of three from New York for the second straight week to win the season series 4-2. to Seattle has not lost a series to a team other than AL West leading Houston since mid-June when it dropped 4 of 5 to the Los Angeles Angels. Tough stretch for the Yankees right now. Francisco Lindor scored three times, tying a franchise record by scoring a run in 13 consecutive games, and the New York Mets breezed to their sixth straight win, 10-2, over the Cincinnati Reds. Lindor finished 2-for-3 with a walk and two-run single in the second inning, that increased his RBI total to 82, matching Jose Reyes in 2006 for the most by a Mets shortstop. His run scoring streak is the longest in the majors this season and matched David Wright in 2008 for the longest in Mets history. Taiwan Walker pitched six solid innings for his 10th victory, reaching double-digit wins for the first time since he went 11-8 for Seattle in 2015. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 11-1. The lone hit of the day for the Rumble Ponies came on a Wyatt Young solo homer. That was in the fourth inning. Obviously not enough to overcome an 11-run outing by the Altoona Curve. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 635. If you can't make it in person, pregame starts on WMBF at 620 with Jacob Wilkins. Other sports news, Serena Williams lost her first match since telling the world she is ready to leave professional tennis. No one knows exactly how many more matches Williams will play before walking away. The 23-time Grand Slam champion exited the National Bank Open on Wednesday night with a 6-2, 6-4 loss to Belinda Bensick. The second-round match at the hardcourt tune-up for the U.S. Open came a day after the 40-year-old Williams announced the countdown has begun on her playing career, saying she wants to have another child and pursue business interests. She made it sound as if her final goodbyes could come at the U.S. Open. It begins August 29th in New York.
It's 619 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now battered tech shares made a turnaround on Wednesday and drove a rally in the broader market. The Dow Jones surged 535 points to close at 33309. The Nasdaq soared 2.9%. The S&P rose 2.1% to hit a three-month high at 4210. Gas prices are down more than 7.5% at back below $4 a gallon, leaving consumers with more money to spend. Economists say the lower prices should spread out into food and other goods, boosting consumer confidence. Paying for purchases now means hovering your hand over a palm reader at 65 Amazon-owned Whole Foods locations in California. It's the largest expansion yet of the Amazon One palm print checkout system. Domino's introduced its pizza to Italy seven years ago. And Italy apparently has said no thanks. Bloomberg reports that the Michigan-based fast food chain is closing the last of its 29 branches in the land where pizza originated. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Six twenty-two on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. You probably already know lots of ways to make sure your heart healthy. For more than a decade, the American Heart Association referred to them as life's simple seven: diet, physical activity, nicotine exposure, body mass index, blood lipids, blood glucose, and blood pressure. Well, the AHA just updated its cardiovascular health checklist, and it's now Life's Essential 8. The new entry, sleep duration. The AHA's chief medical officer for prevention told us that's because folks not getting enough sleep have a higher likelihood of things like obesity, hypertension, and diabetes. So how much sleep do you need? Well, seven to nine hours of quality, uninterrupted sleep per night. That's because it's important you sleep well enough to slip into deep sleep. That's where your body restores itself physically and mentally. Make sure your room is quiet, dark, and cool. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. In times of fear, World Vision is there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've been standing with kids and families through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and helping rebuild lives. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. If you're... Six twenty-six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. 
The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The Department of Transportation is advising motorists that starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting, and there is a signed detour route in place during the closure. Twist Run, Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin, Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 58 degrees, 93% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 77, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly clear, a low around 54 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 73. Tomorrow night, clear with a low near 49. Saturday, sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low near 52. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night, a chance of showers after 2 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. At 629, you're listening to WMBF. You deserve 6.30 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. ABC Entertainment News. It's time to hit the field once again with the Rockford Peaches. She doesn't look like that much competition. The movie A League of Their Own, now a TV series starring Darcy Carden and Melanie Field as 1940s women who just want to play ball. Carden tells me the movie meant everything to her. You know, it was one of those movies that, like, when you see it as a kid, it, like, kind of breaks your brain open. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it isn't, it wasn't just like a, I like that. It was kind of like a, yeah. <laughs> A League of Their Own debuts Friday on Prime Video. Thanks to shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi. When the time comes, he must be trained. Disney Plus showing no sign of the subscriber losses challenging Netflix. Disney, the parent company of ABC News, reporting a gain of 14.4 million subscribers for Disney Plus in the third quarter, beating analyst estimates of 10 million. Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? And happy birthday to Oscar, Emmy, and Tony Award-winning actress Viola Davis. She's 57 today. You never forget your first. While Thor, Chris Hemsworth, is 39. Jason Nathan's in ABC News, Hollywood. Hi. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 58 degrees at 632. The dew point very comfortable at 56. 
for today, there could be some fog around this morning, mostly sunny. Just a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms late this afternoon into the early evening hours. And a high today into the low 80s. Donald Trump says he invoked the Fifth Amendment and would not answer any questions under oath in the long-running New York civil investigation into his business dealings. Trump arrived at New York Attorney General Letitia James' offices yesterday morning but sent out a statement more than an hour later saying he declined to answer questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. Anything he said during deposition would have been used against him in a criminal case if one ensues. While James' investigation is civil in nature, the Manhattan District Attorney is running a parallel criminal probe. Apparently, Trump would only admit to his name. The controversial former sheriff of Maricopa County, Arizona, has lost another bid to re-enter politics. Joe Arpaio is the 90-year-old former sheriff of Maricopa County, losing his third bid in four years to get back into politics. This time, Arpaio had sought to become mayor of the affluent Phoenix suburb of Fountain Hills, where he has lived for decades. He lost to two-term incumbent Ginny Dickey after being voted out as sheriff in 2016. Arpaio ran for the U.S. Senate in 2018 and lost. He ran to reclaim his sheriff's job in 2020 and lost. Now he's lost a mayoral bid. WMBF News Time 634. Vestal Police are confirming that two people were killed in the head-on crash on Route 434 Monday night. They closed the parkway for over eight hours. Authorities now say 21-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton was driving the wrong way shortly before 11 p.m. when his Chevrolet Equinox collided with a westbound Nissan sedan, killing 57-year-old Alfred Latissa and 60-year-old Paula Latissa of Johnson City. Moran was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Authorities on Tuesday morning confirmed at least one person had been killed as an eastbound vehicle was traveling in the westbound lane shortly after 10.30 p.m. between Plaza Drive and Vestal Road and collided with an oncoming vehicle. While unofficial sources indicated two people had died, Vestal Police did not confirm that information until yesterday afternoon. Police say Alfred Latissa was pronounced dead at the scene while Paula Latissa was pronounced dead a short time later at Wilson Hospital. The investigation is continuing. No charges have been filed at this time. And the Moran's condition and the extent of his injuries have not been made available. WMBF First News Time, 635. Well, it's almost primary day in New York. Yeah, again, early voting in unprecedented second primary election in the state begins on Saturday, 10 days before the Congressional and State Senate in-person party votes. Due to redistricting and accusations of gerrymandered line drawing, the vote for the new congressional districts was pushed back to August 23rd. The Western Southern Tier's new 23rd Congressional District is among regions where registered Republicans and Democrats will be selecting their preferred candidates. Broome County is in the 19th District, also has primary and special contests today, or, or rather on the 23rd. Today is the last day, by the way, to change your party affiliation if that's what you're looking to do. The 175th Annual Shenango County Fair is underway. The event in Norwich kicked off yesterday afternoon, continues through Sunday. There are special performances, contests, and exhibitions 
daily at the fairgrounds on East Main Street in Norwich. Go to ShenangoFair.com for schedules and admission and parking information. It's 636 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. First... Six thirty-eight on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, as always, alongside Kathy White. Morning, Kathy. Good morning. What's you up? know, you want to know how to confuse a veterinarian? Yes. <laughs> Make an appointment, and you're sitting there waiting for the veterinarian to come in, and they come in, and there's no dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. That that might confuse a veterinarian. I love the look on her face. No, we had an appointment for Kago earlier this week, and as I figured, as long as we were there, I hate doing their toenails. I really, I mean, I do it, but I'm always afraid I'm going to get the quick, and you know, it's just awful. Don't want to hurt them. Don't want the blood and everything else. It's just you want the pros to do it. Yeah, it's so her nails were, were kind of on the long side. So as long as we were there, I just said, you know, how much to have you guys do cut her nails? So we made that. So when we got there, we went waiter and everything, and then we got in the waiting room, and they took her back to get the nail trim done first and foremost while the doctor was seeing other patients. But they didn't get her back before the doctor got back <laughs> in the room. So the doctor knocked, knocked, knocked on the door, comes in, hi! Where uh, is the dog? Uh, there's no dog here. You know I can't treat just you, right? It has to be the dog. I, I pointed to the husband. I go, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. He saw the thermometer and that. no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> See, we, we confuse our vet in the worst possible way. Uh, so our vet is an old family friend. We've known him for like 25 years. You know, I grew up with his son. Um, and two years ago, he says, my older dog, Flynn, he, was, he had... Uh, like stomach cancer that was spreading everywhere so two years ago he says you know this is like we're in like the last couple weeks here so you know say your goodbyes have everyone come say goodbyes and my dog flynn is the nicest dog in the entire world the most friendly dog that's ever existed Mm. so he loves the mailman in the neighborhood he goes for like an hour-long walk every day so he sees all of them every single mailman came over to our house and and gave us like pictures of Flynn climbing onto their mail truck and just like being out and about and you know like coming by to say their goodbyes to one of their favorite dogs in the neighborhood that was two years ago he's still alive oh my god every time we go to the vet he's like he looks healthier than he has in like five years wow what is happening right now wow good for you so yeah that's very good for us but the vet is is very confused because we were at like we were at the let's make the appointment stage of like right, it's, it's right. just about that time and that was two years ago wow lucky you yeah so we we had one that had that had bone cancer that hung on you know a few months past what they thought the uh, meter was going to run out but you know nothing that long yeah. good for you i, mean, I have to probably give credit to the younger dog brody who is he's just a ball of energy all the time and he's he's gotten flynn to start moving around a little bit more and being crazy after they have two dinners every night uh and after both dinners they go and like wrestle for half an hour straight like i don't know like where was this energy from like years six to ten for flynn because it didn't exist we didn't see it you would just lay around and sleep around and now you're like full-on wrestling like there should be a soundtrack in the background it should be a movie yeah i get kind of concerned when kago decides to play with sir lancelot because she's 70 pounds and he's 
maybe 25, 30. And they just kind of get bouncing on. I mean, Lancelot will try climbing on her back, and they, they bounce off the back of the couch, like you said, like the wrestling ring off the ropes. Yeah. But I'm afraid that she's going to hit him and hurt him, but... Yeah, they like to play too. Yeah, well, good I was for you. That too. We have there's other dogs in the neighborhood that were like pandemic puppies, and they're yeah, all they're all crazy. So all I've been of the watching owners that Caesar Milan training thing. I, I watched him before, and now he's got a new series back, and it's kind of interesting his techniques and such. Oh yeah, well, I definitely need that for birds. I gotta meet your dog sometime. Yeah, I, I'll I, have. I met a dog that I, I knew a, a good friend of mine had gotten as a puppy, and I had never be, met before. I met Hagar yesterday. Named after Sammy Hagar. Nice. Yeah, the next time the, the family comes up to visit, I'll tell them, well, you have to bring the dogs, and you have to bring them to the studio at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, And well, we're just going to do a show I have pictures of Sir own. Lancelot doing the newscast for me, sitting in this chair. With, that's right in front that's of the a good microphone. one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. At 6.43, you're listening to WMBF. It's... Six forty-six on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The Department of Transportation is advising motorists that starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting, and assigned detour route is in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. A local traffic, all local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. Assigned detour route will not be in place during the closure. The Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bunhill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will be rebuilding shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 58 degrees, 93% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. But mostly sunny with a high near 77 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight mostly clear with a low near 54 degrees. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 73. Tomorrow night clear with a low near 49. Saturday, sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night, mostly clear with a low near 52 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night, chance of showers after 2 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. At 648, you're listening to WMBF. The Illum- 
651 on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Yesterday, Samsung, the world's top flat screen TV maker, unveiled its new Galaxy Z Fold 4 foldable phone. Here's what it can do, and here's why no one cares. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. The Samsung Galaxy Fold 4 can switch full screen apps to become pop-up windows, and it can split screens in half with one program on one side and another on the other. For example, you can read email on one side and edit a presentation on the other. There's a new camera system with a 30 power zoom lens. All of this for a whopping $1,800. This price explains why no one is paying attention. If you have one and show it off, people will be impressed, but they won't go out and buy one because while Samsung has perfected the foldable screen, they've completely failed to convince anyone exactly why the phone is needed, especially for 1800 bucks. Get breaking tech news at my site, commando.com. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people who you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. Terms and conditions apply. linkedin.com slash Kim. on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Carlos Santana snapped an 0-for-17 slump with a go-ahead two-run homer during Seattle's three-run seventh inning, and the Mariners rallied to beat the slumping New York Yankees 4-3. Aaron Judge hit his major league leading 45th homer of the season for the Yankees, who have lost eight of their last ten. Thanks to two tense one-run victories, Seattle took 2-3 from New York for the second straight week to win the season series 4-2. Seattle has not lost a series to a team other than AL West leading Houston since mid-June when it dropped 4-5 of five to Los Angeles Angels. Now that the Yankees are in a slump, obviously it's time for Yankees fans to forget about the fact that they're tied for the best record in the American League with the Houston Astros and they have a 10-game lead in the AL East. Anytime the Yankees don't win every single day, it's fire everybody time in Yankee land. I would just caution a little bit of restraint. Let's relax. Yankees are fine. Yankees are going to be in the postseason. They're good. Let's just let this slump pass as Yankee fans. And we'll get back to winning when it really matters. Every team goes through bad streaks like this. Just like every team goes through good streaks like the New York Mets. Francisco Lindor scored three times, tying a franchise record by scoring a run in 13 consecutive games. And the New York Mets breezed to their sixth straight win, 10-2, over the Cincinnati Reds. 
Lindor finished two for three with a walk and two-run single in the second inning that increased his RBI total to 82, matching Jose Reyes in 2006 for the most by a Mets shortstop. His run-scoring streak is the longest in the majors this season and matched David Wright in 2008 for the longest in Mets history. Taiwan Walker pitched six solid innings for his 10th victory, reaching double-digit wins for the first time since he went 11-8 for Seattle in 2015. Good streak for the Mets. They actually have a better record than the New York Yankees do right now. An impressive season for the Mets. They've built a real powerhouse over in Queens. And they just returned Jacob deGrom. So the team's only getting better. Two very good teams in New York. It's good for New York baseball. Now, some people assume when I say I'm a Yankees fan, that means I must automatically hate the Mets the same way I hate the Boston Red Sox. No, absolutely not. I think it's better for everybody when both New York teams are good. It makes it more interesting. It's more fun to talk to other people. Like, oh, you're a Mets fan? Well, let's talk about how the Yankees are better than the Mets. And now the Mets fans can say, oh, hold on a second there. Hold on, sir. We have a better record than you. It's a good time for everybody. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 11-1 to to the Altoona Curve. The lone RBI for the Rumble Ponies came on a solo home run from Wyatt Young. It was also the only hit for the Rumble Ponies all day. They'll be back in action tonight at 6.35 at Mirabado Stadium. If you can't make it in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.20 with Jacob Wilkins. 6.59 on WMBF. Even though people... Closing out hour number one of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. We got two more hours to go on this Thursday, August 11th, before we hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show, your chance to call in and contribute. But up next, we got ABC News coming. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. 59 degrees, a beautiful morning in downtown Binghamton. The dew point has dropped back to 55. It's well in the comfortable range. The only fly in the ointment is possibly some patchy fog. That's mainly settled down into the river valleys. Otherwise, mostly sunny today, high in the low 80s. Vestal Police are providing some more information, including... Two people died in a crash on the Vestal Parkway late Monday night. Authorities say a Binghamton man was driving the wrong way on the Vestal Parkway between Plaza Drive and Murray Hill Road shortly before 11 p.m. as a head-on collision occurred that killed a Johnson City couple. Based on the initial investigation, the police said a 2019 Chevrolet Equinox was traveling eastbound in the westbound lane of the parkway when it collided with a 2016 Nissan sedan that was traveling westbound. The police say 57-year-old Alfred Latissa and 60-year-old Paula Latissa of Johnson City were in the Nissan. Alfred was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash while Paula was pronounced dead a short time later when she arrived at Wilson Hospital. Investigators say the Equinox was driven by 21-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton who was taken to the hospital with what police described as non-life-threatening injuries. His condition was not available this morning. No charges have been filed in connection with the collision and the investigation is continuing. The parkway was closed until about 8 the following morning as a result of that crash and the investigation. 
New York Governor Kathy Hochul is instructing local governments to have plans in place for preventing domestic terrorism. Counties are being encouraged to develop threat assessment and management teams as part of their domestic terrorism prevention plans with $10 million in state money available to assist. Hochul recently attended a two-day threat assessment and management summit in Oriskany. She discussed the importance of domestic terrorism prevention plans in the wake of what she said was the horrific terror attack in Buffalo. Hochul's hometown. As part of the local prevention plans, county governments are to create and operate threat assessment management teams that will be made up of law enforcement, mental health professionals, school officials, and others given the task of identifying, assessing, and mitigating threats of targeted violence in a community. Executive Order Number 18 directs every county in the city of New York to develop and maintain a plan to address the threat of domestic terrorism, including racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, and orders the New York State Police to establish a new unit in the State Intelligence Center dedicated to tracking domestic violent extremism and increased social media media monitoring for items promoting violent extremism. The attack on that Buffalo supermarket in May, in which a white Conklin teen is accused of driving hours from Broome County in order to kill black people, reportedly was foreshadowed by postings on social media and previous actions by the defendant during his senior year in high school. WMBF First News Time 707. A Christian pastor in western New York says he felt intimidated and harassed after the state attorney general, a Democrat, sent a letter saying she believed a planned far-right political event at his church this week could lead to racial violence. In the letter sent on August 3rd, Attorney General Letitia James warned organizers of the Reawaken America tour event that her office could take legal action if extremist rhetoric or by speakers spurred violent or unlawful conduct. The two-day event at the Cornerstone Church in Batavia, that's halfway between Buffalo and Rochester, was scheduled to feature President Donald Trump's son Eric, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and others. James' letter was addressed to Flynn and the event organizer Clay Clark, but it was sent in care of the church. Cornerstone Church Pastor Paul Doyle says there's no validity to the suggestion that the event was promoting racism or violence. He says that the letter has scared members of his congregation. That's a group of about 150 people, and two which he described as multi-ethnic and multiracial. A few dozen people gathered outside the Batavia Church earlier this week to protest the event. The also, the event will also feature my pillow CEO Mike Lydell, COVID-19 conspiracy theorists, and people who tried to throw out the results of the 2020 presidential election. James says she's concerned that the event, which is being held in the five-year anniversary of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, could spur racism or racially motivated violence. Pennsylvania State Police say they're investigating what started as a gun owner thinking he was just forgetful, turning into a stolen weapon complaint. Troopers say 49-year-old Telford, Pennsylvania man was moving last month and thought he had misplaced his pistol and shotgun, but now thinks they were stolen. The man reports sometime between midnight July 13th and 7 a.m. July 16th, he lost track of his weapons. The missing firearms that are now reported stolen are described as a Smith & Wesson or Swaziland brush stainless finish 10-round S&W 9mm pistol and a camo finish Mossberg 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. 
The pistol is valued at $900. The shotgun valued at $500. Anyone with information should contact the Pennsylvania State Police. 570-465-5154. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Farmer. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this August 11th. It's 7:11 AM on WNBF's First News. With myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until about August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. A signed detour is in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bunhill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 59 degrees, 87% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 4 p.m. But mostly sunny with a high near 77 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Tonight mostly clear, a low around 54. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 73. Tomorrow night clear, a low near 49. Saturday, sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 52. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night, a chance of showers after 3 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low near 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 714. You're listening to WMBF. It's a sun- on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Carlos Santana snapped an 0-for-17 slump with a go-ahead two-run homer during Seattle's three-run seventh inning, and the Mariners rallied to beat the slumping New York Yankees 4-3. Aaron Judge hit his major league-leading 45th homer of the season for the Yankees. 
who have lost eight of their last ten. Thanks to two tense one-run victories, Seattle took two of three from New York for the second straight week to win the season series 4-2. Seattle has not lost a series to a team other than AL West leading Houston since mid-June when it dropped 4-5 to the Los Angeles Angels. The Seattle Mariners are legit. Getting Luis Castillo at the trade deadline was a big pickup for them. As their pitching is really the only weakness on the team. It certainly isn't the offense. They've put together a really impressive offense out there, and I really appreciate when teams like Seattle and San Diego, who are mostly considered quote-unquote small market teams, there's no such thing as a small market team in baseball. Every owner is a billionaire or ownership group at the very least. But they've spent a lot of money and a lot of prospects to make this a very good team, a team that's got a lot of future in it with some young talent, Kyle Lewis, Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick and get some established guys like Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. I'm a big fan of the Seattle Mariners. For the Mets, Francisco Lindor scored three times, tying a franchise record by scoring a run in 13 consecutive games, and the New York Mets breezed to their sixth straight win, 10-2, over the Cincinnati Reds. Lindor finished 2-for-3 with a walk and two-run single in the second inning that increased his RBI total to 82, matching Jose Reyes in 2006 for the most by a Mets shortstop. His run-scoring streak is the longest in the majors this season and matched David Wright in 2008 for the longest in Mets history. Taiwan Walker pitched six solid innings for his 10th victory, reaching double-digit wins for the first time since he went 11-8 and for Seattle in 2015. The Mets are looking like an absolute powerhouse right now. Easily a World Series contender. They were a World Series contender coming into the year. But right now, well, there's only a couple teams that I would say maybe have a slight edge in the favorite for the World Series, likely the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros. And I would put the Yankees and Mets on the same par in that second tier just below those other teams. But the Mets have a good shot this year. If they get hot at the right time, they could do some damage in October. The Rumble Ponies lost 11-1 yesterday, only had one hit the entire day, a solo home run from Wyatt Young in the fourth inning. So another rough game for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. They're now 39-64 on the season. They're back in action tonight at 635 against the Altoona Curve. If you can't make it to Marabado Stadium, you can listen right here on WMBF at 620 with Jacob Wilkins. Another funny baseball story from yesterday. Pittsburgh Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro, while sliding into third base, well, he had mistakenly left his phone in the back pocket of his baseball pants, and it flew out while he was sliding. Obviously, phones are banned on Major League Baseball fields. You're not even allowed to have them in the dugout because of the Houston Astros scandal from a few years ago. That should go without saying, but they're ne they've never been allowed. I guess Rodolfo Castro just couldn't bear the thought of not having WMBF playing in the background during a four-hour baseball game. It's 6.20 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now battered tech shares made a turnaround on Wednesday and drove a rally in the broader market. The Dow Jones surged 535 points to close at 33.309. The Nasdaq soared 2.9%. The S&P rose 2.1% to hit a three-month high at 42.10. 
Gas prices are down more than 7.5% at back below $4 a gallon, leaving consumers with more money to spend. Economists say the lower prices should spread out into food and other goods, boosting consumer confidence. Paying for purchases now means hovering your hand over a palm reader at 65 Amazon-owned Whole Foods locations in California. It's the largest expansion yet of the Amazon One palm print checkout system. Domino's introduced its pizza to Italy seven years ago, and Italy apparently has said no thanks. Bloomberg reports that the Michigan-based fast food chain is closing the last of its 29 branches in the land where pizza originated. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Want to say... on WNBF. That's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. Former President Trump spent six hours in a civil investigation deposition and answered only one question. What is your name? Donald Trump became the first president in American history to take the fifth. Appearing before New York's Attorney General for a sworn deposition, Trump declined to answer questions, citing his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. And that he began with an opening statement accusing the New York Attorney General of being politically biased. The questioning, which went on for six hours and was videotaped, was in a civil case accusing the Trump family business of misrepresenting the values of its properties. ABC's Jonathan Carl. President Biden off on vacation for seven days, but not before signing two bills the CHIPS Act, and funding to help veterans whose health is suffering from chemicals they inhaled at war. It matters a lot. It matters a great deal because these conditions have already taken such a toll on so many veterans and their families. Andy Field, ABC News. Seven twenty six on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vesta Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic will be closed to all traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detour routes are in place during the closure. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. 
Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 59 degrees, 87% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 4 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 77, chance of rain 20%. Tonight mostly clear, a low near 54 degrees. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 73, tomorrow night clear with a low near 49. Saturday sunny with a high near 75, Saturday night mostly clear, a low around 52, and Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 77, Sunday night a chance of showers after 3 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. 729, you're listening to WMBF. It's on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. It's time to hit the field once again with the Rockford Peaches. She doesn't look like that much competition. The movie A League of Their Own, now a TV series starring Darcy Carden and Melanie Field as 1940s women who just want to play ball. Carden tells me the movie meant everything to her. You know, it was one of those movies that, like, when you see it as a kid, it, like, kind of breaks your brain open. Like, it, it, isn't, it wasn't just like a, I like that. It was kind of like a, uh. <laughs> A League of Their Own debuts Friday on Prime Video. Thanks to shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi. When the time comes, he must be trained. Disney Plus showing no sign of the subscriber losses challenging Netflix. Disney, the parent company of ABC News, reporting a gain of 14.4 million subscribers for Disney Plus in the third quarter, beating analyst estimates of 10 million. Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? And happy birthday to Oscar, Emmy, and Tony Award-winning actress Viola Davis. She's 57 today. You never forget your first. While Thor, Chris Hemsworth, is 39. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. You are. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 59 degrees at 732. Forecast for today looks like a pretty good one. Maybe some patchy fog around early in the morning. Otherwise, a mostly sunny day today and a high in the low 80s. The humidity level way down. The dew point now well into the comfortable range into the 50s. And that is going to continue for a while. Just a slight chance of maybe a shower or thunderstorm popping up this afternoon. Well, everyone keeping their eyes on New York City and the whole legal proceedings involving the former president, President Donald Trump, the first in American history to take the Fifth Amendment, appearing before New York's Attorney General yesterday for a sworn deposition. He only admitted to his name when he was asked questions about his business practices. For years, he railed against political opponents who did take the Fifth, a sure sign of guilt. He says the mob takes the fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the fifth? But in a statement, Trump conceded he had changed his mind. He claimed he had no choice, adding, quote, if there was any question in my mind, the raid of my home at Mar-a-Lago on Monday by the FBI just two days prior to this deposition wiped away any uncertainty. 
President Joe Biden has signed burn pit legislation, help for veterans. It's a personal win for him as well. The legislation ends a long battle to expand benefits for troops who served near toxic burn pits. The ceremony at the White House yesterday was a personal matter for the president. His son, Bo, was a major in the Delaware Army National Guard and died of cancer after his service in Iraq. Burn pits were used in Iraq and Afghanistan to dispose of chemicals, cans, plastic, medical equipment, and human waste. The legislation will help veterans get disability payments without having to prove their illness was the result of their service. Other health care services will also be expanded. WMBF First News Time 734. Vestal Police are confirming that two people were killed in the head-on crash on Route 434 Monday night that closed the parkway for over eight hours. Authorities now say 21-year-old Stephen Moran of Binghamton was driving the wrong way shortly before 11 p.m. when his Chevrolet Equinox collided with a westbound Nissan sedan, killing 57-year-old Alfred Latissa and 60-year-old Paula Latissa of Johnson City. Moran was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Aurora Authorities on Tuesday morning confirmed at least one person had been killed as an eastbound vehicle was traveling in the westbound lane shortly after 10.30 p.m. between Plaza Drive and Vestal Road and collided with an oncoming vehicle. While the unofficial sources had indicated to us two people had died, Vestal Police did not confirm that information until yesterday afternoon. Police said Alfred Latissa was pronounced dead at the scene, while Paula was pronounced dead a short time later at Wilson Hospital. The investigation is continuing. No charges have been filed at this time, Moran's condition and extent of injuries have not been made available. WMBF First News Time 735. It's almost primary day in New York again. Early voting in unprecedented second primary election in the state begins on Saturday, 10 days before the congressional and state Senate in-person primary votes. Due to redistricting and accusations of gerrymandered line drawing, the vote for new congressional districts was pushed back to August 23rd. The general election, of course, is still November 8th. Today's the last day to change your party affiliation. In the 19th district that includes Broome, Democrat Ulster County Executive Pat Ryan and Republican Dutchess County Executive Mark Molinaro are looking to fill out the remainder of now Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado's term, while Democrats Josh Riley and Jamie Cheney are looking to win the nod to run for the full term in the 19th District against Molinaro. The special election to fill the final four months of Delgado's congressional term is on the old district boundaries, while the primary is for the newly drawn 19th District. Information on voting by mail absentee ballots, polling places and times, and candidates can be found in Broome County at the Board of Elections website, broomvotes.com. WMBF News Time, 736. A trip to the Finger Lakes this weekend could be spoiled by an aquatic plant. The Tompkins County Health Department is reporting a harmful algal bloom, that's cyanobacterial bloom, in the Tompkins County portion of Cayuga Lake. The Health Department cautions harmful algal bloom, or HABs, can cause illness in some circumstances. In some cases, pets have been known to die after drinking in a bloom area. Health officials advise do not drink the water and avoid contact with the water 
if it appears discolored or has an unpleasant odor. Do not allow pets to swim in water where suspicious cyanobacteria blooms are present. So far, the blooms are small in size and confined to specific areas of the shoreline and bays. Areas where the blooms are not observed can continue to be enjoyed for recreational use. It's 737, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Paid for. Seven thirty nine on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Now, in hour number one of our little chit chat, we spent some time talking about dogs. We're going to keep that energy going. Love I talking about dogs. Love talking about dogs. And cats and ferrets and gerbils and hedgehogs and echidnas. I had uh, in middle school, our biology teacher had like a whole room full of animals to. They would like take care to of the experiment animals. on. Well, no, we didn't experiment uh-huh. on them. It was I don't know why they Adams and me coming out. Sorry. Really, it was just the science teachers taking care of the animals. Like people would go in there sometimes in the morning. Like the door would be open. You could be like, "Oh yeah, let's go look at the ferrets and like the weird hamsters and whatever." So I don't know. It would seem like a lot of effort for very. Like we never did anything with the animals. We never took them out and said now this ferret can run this fast across this very long table like nobody nobody did any of that they were just kind of there so i don't know why they had them there were a lot of dogs in my schools uh catholic schools so the brothers would have like dogs lying around and they you know join us in class and kind of go backpack to backpack searching for something they could See, take now out in public school when a dog gets into the building it's major disruption everybody goes nuts and everyone's pretending to catch the dog and be helpful but what they really want to do is just pet the dog yeah exactly um yeah we had um one of the brothers had a, a tiny little pug like a foot tall tops and when we would go out for track practice and football practice lacrosse practice whatever outside the dog would like run around and try to follow us on the track but it had these tiny little legs so it would always get left in the dust and you know <laughs> try running track with a greyhound yeah i think we'd lose that race and it would they can you know, reach 30 miles an hour in three strides yeah but that you know that was fine for us because it's this tiny little pug with short legs it couldn't keep up with us so we were I never had a worried pug about it growing getting, like, up but he was a dud he was not brachiocephalic. That means he didn't have the smushed-in face. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a long nose, but so we had to prove that we had had him fixed and everything so he couldn't be pass on the you know undesirable characteristic. But, yeah, he was a nice little dog. His name was Smokey. That's a good name. Yeah, pugs are that's – a, that's a lazy person's dog. Pugs are a lazy dog. Oh, they're nice. Well, so people don't know that about greyhounds. Greyhounds are very lazy. They take retirement very seriously. Yeah. Well, you spend all this time – what I've heard is, like, greyhounds are, like, in short bursts of energy. They're unstoppable forces of yeah, nature. Yeah, they're short. And yeah, then for the rest sprinters. of their day, they're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm done. I've, I've done my run around, and now I'm going to chill. Uh, <laughs> but what I want to get, and I want to have – somebody probably my brother because i know my parents aren't going to be able to figure it out i want them to set up one of those zoom cameras uh in our living room where brody stays during the day so that i can just like i can watch him during his crazy times because it is like it's a sight to behold when he starts going crazy and he now, gets does the he zoomies. have a specific time for the zoomies he does yeah it's pretty much any time he eats which is three times a day because the older one flynn is on like these crazy steroids that makes him hyper hungry and he's blind so he'll he'll eat anything in his path so brody was getting jealous that we were only feeding him twice a day and feeding flynn three times a day 
so he had to start feeding Brody a third time too. So anytime he eats for the next like hour of the day, he gets the zoomies, and it'll be, you know, it's like very destructive zoomies, especially now that he's bigger. Because when he was a puppy, he was only like 20 pounds, and it was yeah. funny that he would, you know, run up against the couch and slam his body against the couch, and then run the other way and slam Jack, his body against the window. Jack doesn't doesn't break things by slamming into them, even though he is basically a 90 pound bulldozer. He he flings toys, and he wiped out a. It wasn't a real Tiffany lamp, but a reproduction Tim- Tiffany nightlight. I had to order a new glass shade for it. I was very upset. But yeah, yeah no. he flings toys up in the air, and I have to hide things that are, might get knocked over and broken oh, by yeah. we have to a flying things. hedgehog or something. Now, Brody, he's he's like a very possessive dog with his toys. Like He wants to take his toys to a safe space where nobody can bother him and chew on them and whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine, but the problem is that when he was a puppy... He figured out that the door to my bedroom at my parents' house didn't lock, and he could just jump up, hit the door handle, and push it open, run in, grab whatever dirty laundry I had in my hamper, because I also didn't have a closet door. The closet door was broken. So he would just run in, grab socks, underwear, shorts, whatever, and he would just take it and go hide underneath the dining room table, a room that nobody goes in. So. You know, at the time, I'm working in baseball, so my schedule is from, like, I'm getting up at, like, 11 o'clock and staying up until 3 o'clock for the West Coast baseball game. So he would come in at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, take a bunch of my stuff, and then leave. And I'd have no idea because I was fast asleep. And I'd come downstairs, and I'd look in the dining room, and there'd be all my stuff, just socks with holes ripped in them, and he's eating everything. (laughs) So I want to get, I want to have one of those Zoom cameras set up so I can, like, watch him. Because they're... They're funny videos sometimes, and people have those cameras set up. And I saw one this morning of a dog. I'll show you the one that I've got on my phone. It's it's not a zoom camera. It's a different kind. We have we yeah. have cameras that Whatever are for the outside, the the driveway, the in the living room, and we have one in the camper. Yeah, this this dog that I saw this morning, the, the kid must have been like six or seven years old, tiny kid, just standing around minding his own business and drinking like milk or whatever. The dog runs up on the couch at full speed and then launches himself off the couch directly into the child's chest and knocks the kid down, knocks the milk over, knocks everything over. And that's something that Brody would do. And I want to have video evidence of that so I could share it with the people. Okay. That's it. Those are good videos. Those are good videos. And most of the time, it's just going to be dogs sleeping. But yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. The occasional time when I rewind the footage and look through, I'm like, all right, well, did Brody do anything destructive today? I'm going to get Instagram famous or TikTok famous based on Brody's destruction. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll look forward to that. Absolutely. I'm going to be a menace when I'm famous. 745, you're listening to WMBF. Don't miss on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. 
Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately one week, weather permitting. Signed detours are in place. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. There's going to be striping on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton, right now about 59 degrees, 87% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers and a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 77 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 73. Tomorrow night, clear with a low around 49. Saturday, sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low around 52. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night, chance of showers after 2 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low near 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. At 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. Want to say... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, Samsung says it sold 10 million folding smartphones last year and now it's showing off two new models. We are proud to introduce the fourth generation of Samsung Galaxy Foldables. That's TM Rowe, head of Samsung's mobile division, announcing the new Galaxy Z Flip 4 and Z Fold 4. The Flip, the latest generation of Samsung's clamshell phones, while the Fold opens more like a book and is what Samsung calls its most powerful smartphone ever. Instagram chief Adam Oseri says they're working on new ways to create content when you open the phones halfway. I'm particularly excited about something called Flex Mode, which allows you to put your device down and record content without even using your hand. In Gadget, Sherilyn Lowe. It is noteworthy that Samsung's reached a point with this foldable portfolio that we're kind of bored of the incremental changes. The theme this year is evolution, not revolution. And actually, that's a very nice thing for a you know product category as Nissan as this. With Tech Trends, I'm Alex Stone, EBC News. on WNBF. Time for a sports update. Carlos Santana snapped an 0-for-17 slump with a go-ahead two-run homer during Seattle's three-run seventh inning. And the Mariners rallied to beat the slumping New York Yankees 4-3. Aaron Judge hit his major league leading 45th homer of the season for the Yankees, who have lost eight of their last ten games. Thanks to two tense one-run victories, Seattle took 2-3 from New York for the second straight week to win the season series 4-2. Seattle has not lost a series to a team other than AL West leading Houston since mid-June when it dropped 4-5 of to the Los Angeles Angels. 
Francisco Lindor scored three times, tying a franchise record by scoring a run in 13 consecutive games, and the New York Mets breezed to their sixth straight win, 10-2, over the Cincinnati Reds. Lindor finished 2-for-3 with a walk and a two-run single in the second inning. That increased his RBI total to 82, matching Jose Reyes in 2006 for the most by a Mets shortstop. His run-scoring streak is the longest in the majors this season and matched David Wright in 2008 for the longest in Mets history. Taiwan Walker pitched six solid innings for his 10th victory, reaching double-digit wins for the first time since he went 11-8 for Seattle in 2015. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost again last night, 11-1 to the Altoona Curve. Only had one hit the entire game, a solo home run from Wyatt Young in the fourth inning. Rumble Ponies pitching allowed 11 earned runs. 11 runs total, all of them earned. The Rumble Ponies are now 39-64. and 64. They're back in action tonight at 635 against the Altoona Curve. If you can't make it out to Marabado Stadium to see the game in person, well, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 620 with Jacob Wilkins, the voice of the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. It's 759. You're listening to WMBF. Even though this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news, myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. We got one more hour to go on this Thursday, August 11th. And then we'll hand it over to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in and contribute. But up next, we got ABC News. 